This is episode six of season one of the Simplify and Multiply show. And this episode is all about how to organize and focus your prospecting. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. For many solopreneurs, the topic of sales and selling is not their happy place. Many solos went into business to have more freedom, more flexibility, work-life balance, as well as an opportunity to make a pretty sizable income for themselves and their family. What comes with the latter, however, is the responsibility of pitching their product or service to the marketplace they've chosen to serve. And no one knows this better than I do. Sales has been an area of struggle for my entire business lifespan, but it isn't anymore, at least not like it used to be. Since I started my business in 2006, I have put a concerted effort toward making sales my friend. Throughout the entire Simplify and Multiply Show series, I will be helping you figure out the sales and marketing formula so selling can become your friend as well. Now, back in 2015, I published Guide to Selling, Sell with More Confidence and Achieve Better Results, part of my uh, Confident Entrepreneur series. In it, I share my struggles as well as what I did to creatively overcome my sales resistance and the, (laughs) the ick factor I had around selling. Now, there's some pretty powerful insights in Guide to Selling, many of which will surprise you. Now, I'm not just going to pimp my book. Uh, I'm going to do something even better. I'm going to gift it to you. That's right. I will gift you this book with no strings attached as a thank you for listening to the Simplify and Multiply show. All you have to do is send an email to me at terry at better3.com and tell me what is the hardest thing for you around selling and sales in your business and what are you doing to improve your selling capability. That's it. I will gift you my guide to selling and you'll get a front seat to the things I did to overcome my sales challenges and the secrets to selling with more confidence so you can increase the profitability in your business. Now, I chose to tell you about this book in this specific episode about prospecting, which is different from selling, because in the next episode of the Simplify and Multiply show, I'll be helping you figure out how to organize and focus your sales conversations. So I guess you could say this is kind of like a two-part multi-pack of big value around driving revenue into your business through prospecting and selling. Now, before I dive into practical tips on organizing and focusing your prospecting, let's get a few sales terms defined so we're all on the same page. Okay, there are three aspects to the larger effort of sales in any business. The first is marketing, the second is prospecting, and the third is selling. 
Of course, there are many nuances, and you talk to anybody out there who's a sales expert or teaches selling or whatever, they're going to argue, <laughs> well, there's this aspect and that aspect and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, no. For this particular episode, for this conversation, I just want to focus on those three broad areas. Marketing is a consistent effort of generating awareness around your brand directed specifically at your target audience. Prospecting is when you specifically seek out target audience businesses or individuals that fit your criteria to pre-qualify them as prospective clients. And selling is the act of engaging with a prospect and converting them into an actual client. Now, marketing, prospecting, and selling should all be happening concurrently. Marketing runs in the background and is the, it's like the initial outreach to stir attention and generate leads. Prospecting is more specific and targeted and typically a push type of selling where you are reaching out to prospective clients as opposed to inbound efforts where people come to you either through your marketing sales funnels or through referrals. Now, prospecting can also be a driver of targeted marketing where you can prospect for new opportunities to market your brand. And when they're found, you can actually create marketing campaigns specific to that target audience. I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole on prospecting. And last but not least, sales is when that prospect has been pre-qualified as much as possible. At least you know enough to actually go, oh, this is going to be a, a good uh, a good person to talk to. Um, and they're ready to engage with you and become a client. Now, as you can see, all three work together linearly as well as kind of like stacked on top of each other. Understanding that selling is a gradual building process makes it much easier to understand that sales takes time and a consistent effort. And, you know, I can't stress that enough. The one thing that I had to learn, especially as a solopreneur, is that marketing, prospecting, and selling must be a consistent effort if you want to have a steady pipeline of valuable clients to serve. The reason I struggled with it is because my selling process, well, it really wasn't a process. It was a like a spastic frenzy that occurred when my work slowed down because I was the sole source of the service and creative, meaning I was creating all the work myself with my hands in mind. I was often too, you know, too busy to take time to prospect and sell when I was actually serving my clients. And that was a big mistake that I learned the hard way. Now, every week is filled with a percentage of marketing and selling where I am picking up the phone and having conversations with people who need my help. Since I made selling an integral part of every week, my business has blossomed and yours will too. All right, now you have the definition. So let's talk about prospecting to drive more sales into your business. Prospecting will vary depending on your business. For example, I have clients who, let's see, they offer, like, I've got some that offer professional training packages. And the form of prospecting that they do is they literally, like, do cold calling. And they also, like, uh, go to LinkedIn and they'll connect with people that fit their, their demographic. And they prospect and they pre-qualify the training needs of those people. They know who to ask for. They know what to say, and they keep track of the relationship using a customer relationship management tool or a CRM tool, which is software that helps you track prospect details, conversations, emails, and tasks related to building your pipeline. They also know that it's an activity they need to be doing every single day. 
Now, other clients do their prospecting a little differently. Some gather business cards and have face-to-face introductions like at, uh, at networking events or social activities, and then they follow up to pre-qualify the prospect. Some prospect with past clients to try to you know, stir up new opportunities. Others prospect through their network. So depending on your business, how do you prospect? Take a look at your marketing and sales process segment marketing, prospecting, and selling activities. Because a lot of times we just lump them together. So look at yours and try to put them in three distinct buckets. Assess the actions you are doing, no matter how minor, to see where you're spending the most or the least amount of time building your business. It can be quite revealing. I think when I did this assessment on my own activities, I found that I was spending way, way too much time doing research into my prospects. It was like I was hiding from the phone calls, you know, from actually sending that email and saying, hi, I'm Terry Pappy. Would you like to talk to me? And I ended up not getting the actions done. And because I wasn't actually doing the selling part, then I wasn't having the sales conversations, which obviously lead to a yes or a no. So you can move on and build your business. Now, this episode is about organizing and focusing your prospecting. And now that you're taking a closer look at that aspect of your business, here are six things you can do to get your own house in order when it comes to prospecting. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. One of the things I hear from solopreneurs is that they sometimes feel a bit disconnected by the sheer nature of their work. What they long for is peer-to-peer camaraderie, support, and the sharing of ideas with other solopreneurs. I know it can be a bit lonely when you're working from your home office or traveling by yourself serving your clients. When I created Simplify and Multiply, I wanted to change that. I wanted to create a place where solos could gather, share ideas, as well as challenges with others who understand what it's like to be a solopreneur. Well, that's what you'll find at the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club. Although it's free to be part of the Peer Club, you do need to be a solopreneur to join. Head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and learn more about this community and how it will benefit your soul as well as your business. Again, that's simplifyandmultiply.com to learn more. These steps may actually surprise you, but they have proven to be incredibly effective at improving a business's profitability because these behaviors drive business. Now, the first one is build a healthy prospecting mindset. When I went into business, I relied primarily on referrals to stay busy and grow my income. And a lot of solopreneurs, when they first start out, actually have that same wonderful situation because they've left corporate and they take a lot of relationships with them and end up doing work for those same people that they used to work with uh, when they had their job. That's a very normal situation. But if they're not out there selling uh, right up right from the get-go, then those referrals eventually will dry up. And that's what happened to me. I relied primarily on the referrals to stay busy and grow my income. It was lazy because referrals kept coming in naturally. I was so spoiled. I never prospected or marketed my business for years. The real reason behind my lack of interest in marketing and prospecting to grow my business stemmed from one giant elephant in the room. I was terrified of rejection because I was the creator of all of the assets my clients were coming to me for, you know, websites, branding, copy, you name it. 
I took my work very, very personally. So when I would hear no, I took it personally as if they were saying no to me as a person. It felt judgy and it fed into my uh, I'm not good enough story and was a perpetual cycle of dread, fear, and inaction. I knew I had resistance to selling, and when my business referrals started to dry up, I totally panicked. But, you know, it was good that it happened because it forced me to learn to prospect and sell, and my business is thriving because I changed what I was doing. Having a healthy mindset around prospecting and selling is critical to your ability to be in action and achieve the success you need. Get a healthy prospecting mindset and it will be a super strong foundation for the following behaviors that I'm about to recommend. The second one is dedicate time every day to prospecting. I mean, every work day, because obviously you don't want to be calling people on Saturday and Sunday. And this is a simple yet powerful aspect of prospecting. Monday through Friday have dedicated time slots every day to focus on prospecting even if it's only 15 minutes in the beginning. Seriously, like when I started, I was so like resistant that I'm like, just do a little bit, just spend five minutes prospecting and then maybe 10 minutes making sales calls. And it actually worked. When you have time set aside to prospect, not only are you creating a mental expectation, you're giving yourself a gift of being able to focus 100% of your energy on seeking out opportunities for new business. This is a big statement to the universe that you want business, that you want to build relationships with people who need you, who need your help. A commitment like this will be the biggest shift you'll ever experience in your business. And don't fill that time slot with busy work and administrative things or just focus on prospecting like I did, you know, all that research time. Get on the phone and talk to people. That is where the magic happens. Number three is understand it can be a long game. Another reason why daily prospecting is important is that it takes time. Every business has an average sales cycle, which is the time it takes from prospect to becoming a client. Some sales cycles are months and yes, even years long. Others are relatively short, such as a matter of weeks that it takes to convert a prospect to a longstanding client. So look at your past sales and average out how long it took you to take them from a prospect to a client. Was it about five months on average? How about eight months? Was it just a couple of weeks? Make a mental note of that and know that it will take time, which is all the more reason to do it every day. Now, I just want to make one note here that you will have a cold lead sales cycle and a warm lead sales cycle, and each will be different. So the latter will be shorter because most of your warm leads will be referrals and already have the trust factor because you are referred to them by a trusted friend or resource. So just keep that in mind. The cold ones obviously are going to take longer because they don't know you. So you're going to have to do some educating and relationship building. Okay. Just wanted to kind of give you that little disclaimer there on the uh, time frame that you can expect for your sales to go from prospect to actual client. Number four is shift your perspective to one of serving. You have to be yourself when you're prospecting and talking with people in the early stages of them getting to know you and what your business is about. Some people use, they'll use scripts to give themselves guidance and comfort, but the more you do it, the more natural things will come. 
I find my biggest successes come from when I'm just being myself and not trying to close a sale. I come from a place of service, and even though a, I can remember this past sales trainer used to scold me, used to say, Terry, stop doing free consulting on your sales calls. And I still feel it's important to be a person who serves and provides value. So, you know, I kind of I kind of still do that a little bit, even though it's probably not the best thing for me and building my sales <laughs> pipeline. But oh, oh, what can I say? I'm not perfect. But anyway, in the early stages of a relationship, it's important to kind of do those things so you can actually build trust. People have a high sales defense wall, and they're naturally on alert when a stranger approaches them in a business context. That's why marketing and generating awareness is such a critical component of the overall sales formula. But if you approach every prospecting opportunity as a way to serve and add value to the person you're speaking with, even if it's just to provide relief if they're having a bad day, just do it. You'll feel better and so will they. And yes, they'll remember you for the gift you gave them of your time and service. Number five is use a CRM tool. Anytime you can increase efficiency around your sales and marketing efforts, do it. There are so many great resources available to us today. It's incredible. We're so lucky to be solopreneurs in this age. You know, the value of a CRM tool, which is, as I mentioned earlier, a customer relationship management tool, typically a form of subscription-based software like Salesforce. You probably heard of Salesforce, but that's more of an enterprise solution. And us solos use different CRMs in our businesses because our businesses are small. Anyway, it's that it keeps you organized and your mind free of to-do lists. I first started using HiRise about, uh, let's see, it was about 10 or 11 years ago. And I really enjoyed it. In fact, I got one of my clients using it and we were just having a great old time with it. However, in 2018, the folks at HiRise decided not to continue developing the product, which is PR code for we decided we don't want to compete in this market anymore. <laughs> and so I had to find a new CRM tool to use in my business. Now, there are way too many to mention here. My search was exhausting. It took me months to find the one that I finally settled on. But in the end, I settled on copper. Uh, it was formerly called uh, ProsperWorks, which was designed to integrate really well with Google. Now, copper is invested in Google's infrastructure from using uh, Google's cloud hosting platform to participating in Google's uh, software as a service sales alignment program. So if you use G Suite or Google Apps, I highly recommend you take a look at Copper. Now, number six, most importantly, is just do it. I know it's Nike's tagline, but it's so powerful. Push through your resistance or mood or whatever is stopping you from reaching out and prospecting. Make it fun. Reward yourself. Just think of the people you'll get to meet. It will also help you further refine your preferences of who you really want to work with. There are so many great things that come from this part of being a solopreneur. Enjoy it. When you make a commitment to your business to spend time every weekday prospecting, you will start seeing results. You'll begin to feel better about reaching out to so-called strangers and realize that we're all just people trying to figure stuff out. You will learn so much about your ideal client, where to find them, how to help them, and what they truly struggle with. 
As a solo, it's hard to put yourself out there. There's judgment, there's risk of embarrassment or not looking good, there's criticism from naysayers, and there's a lot of effort to consistently be in action, cultivating new clients for your business. And you have to do all this while taking care of your existing client base. It is a lot, but look at what can come out of it that's so good. You get to help more people. You get to have more variety in your business. You get to meet some really awesome people. You even get to form relationships that potentially could last a lifetime. You get additional exposure to everyone you're talking to, driving referral business, which is icing on the cake, and you get to learn more, gain insight into your business, and find awesome opportunities where you can be more efficient and effective. You know, before long, I'll hear you saying, I love prospecting, and your business will be the richer as a result. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.